there's so much joy in your heart. You can feel so much joy in your heart. I can feel that joy. Ah, come on, Saturday. There's so much joy in your heart. It's the spirit of it's already a lima cabaret approach. He says, I should tell you that joy you feel is, is, is just an expose into what he has designed for you. Ah, I still feel like worshiping, but let's look at something. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, from verse 5 to 7, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, from verse 5 to 7, okay, God we are post today. If you're there, shout hallelujah. Now, I, I, I think um, I want us to read together from verse 5. 3, 2, 1, go. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, as an arrow which proceeds from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. There is an evil under the sun. But you see the remarkable thing about this evil. Anytime you see this evil happen, there is only one person to be blamed. Ah. You know most times when things happen in the house, eh? who who poured water here? Mom is not me. It's not me. But you see this evil we are talking about this morning. There is only one person that can be blamed for this evil. He says this evil proceeds from who? Does someone have message Bible? Let's read it from message version. Yes, please. Is that okay? Use my mic. Here's a piece of bad business I've seen on this earth. Ah. An error that can be blamed on whoever is in charge. Thank you. I, I think. I can take it from here. This error can be blamed on whoever is in charge. And what is this error? He says, folly is set in great dignity. Anytime you see foolishness being exalted, we know who is responsible for it. is set in great dignity. The servants are riding on horses and the princes are what? Are walking. 
we suddenly find that servants are ruling, that servants are in charge, do you know it is not the fault of the servant? Do you know you will be wrong to come and pray? Every servant ruling over my life. Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, eh, what's next thing? Destroy them. If you pray that kind of prayer this morning, heaven will just laugh at you because you are praying amiss. Historically, the only way a servant, it, see, it is impossible for a servant to become a king historically. A servant can never become a king by inheritance. Even if the king dies without an heir, you know what happens? Other noble men with claim to the throne will rise up. No matter the number of servants the king has in his house when he died, none of them can lay claim to the truth. And someone else will say, what if there is a coup? What if there is an uprising? Servants can also never be crowned king by conquest. Anytime it is found that a servant participated in the death of his king, the only thing that can be done to that servant is execution. It is only a fellow king that can become a king by conquest. So when a strong man gets to the house of another strong man and he's able to bind him, he does what? He takes over his goods. It is only someone that already had a claim to the throne that can take over the throne by conquest, by fighting with the present person on the throne and winning. I'm trying to paint the picture so you can follow me. So, for what reason would you find a servant riding a horse? The only thing that can make a servant to rule is when the person in charge says you, you can rule. And we have some examples in scripture like that. You know when Joseph came to Potiphar's house, Potiphar left everything for Joseph. Joseph further left the prison eh, and came to the palace. And Pharaoh said, you shall be ruler of all my people. Whatever you say is the law. But you will see something. When a king makes a servant to rule, on no occasion can that servant be greater than the king. Because you can never be greater than who put you. Am I communicating? Pharaoh said to Joseph, everything is under your command, but when it comes to the matter of the throne, in this world, I am greater than you. Are we still following? So, if ever you find a servant on a horse, and his master is on another horse, we can say this servant has been very faithful and the master has exalted him. But when you find a servant on a horse and the master is trekking, now that one is foolishness. 
Is someone still following me? And that is the foolishness that Solomon began to communicate to us here. He says, when you find that kind of arrangement, it can only be blamed on the ruler. When we suddenly find that in the house of God, a place we call Ilei eh, Mole, uh, right? The house of light. The people of darkness are now deciding what we do in the house of light. When we begin to find that kind of arrangement, it is not the fault of the people of darkness. There are people, because you know by design, it says, the Bible says that the light shines in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. So at any point you see darkness being exalted, we can only blame it on the rulers, on the people of light. Is someone still following me this morning? If suddenly you find, you call yourself a believer, and you find that you are afraid of witches and wizards, you are afraid of going to the village because of village people, even when you want to go to the village, you will leave your fine car in Lagos and drive the rickety pickup, so that only the village people can drive fine car in the village. Do you know what is happening? The princes are walking and the servants are riding. Well, you know the problem. We cannot blame the village people. We can only blame you. I'll show you one story in the scripture where this played out. I'll be going to pray. Because you know the thing. Most times, there is a form of disability. There is a form of inadequacy on the path of light that will enable darkness to begin to rule over light. And if we don't capture that disability and deal with it, <laughs> we might spend a lot of time praying for servants to disembark. And yet it will look like nothing is happening. Is someone following me this morning? For that could not go captive. Evil in the Jesus is not Jesus. this morning is very serious. There are things God wants to purge us of. Second Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1. 
please, we need the second mic. Someone needs to help me out with this. Second, someone, chapter 9. Go ahead. You have it? Samuel chapter 9. Yes. And David said. And David said. Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? That I may show him kindness for Jonathan. I want to show kindness to the house of Saul. And there was of the house of Saul a servant. And there was of the house of Saul who? Oh, hold on. And there was of the house of Saul who? A servant. A servant. Hold on. We'll continue. A time came when an inquiry was made about the house of a king. You would expect that if I come, if, if assuming I come to church now, and I say, I'm looking for somebody here. I have something to give the person. You would expect that the first person that they will point me to is the pastor of the church. Is it not? If I come to your house, for instance, and I say, I, I have something. I, I, I'm just coming in from overseas. I have something to drop in this house. Who can I give it to? You would expect that the first person they will point you to is the father of the house. And if the father is not around, at least his son or one of the children. If I am making an inquiry about the house of a king, I'm expecting to hear from a prince or a princess. Is it not? Yes. But suddenly an inquiry was made. And the Bible said, immediately David asked that question, there was a servant that showed up and his name was Ziba. What had happened to the house of Saul that suddenly its only representative was a servant? Is it that there was no longer any prince alive in the house of Saul? We are soon going to find out. Let's go. Um, let's continue. And when they have called him unto David, and, and they went to bring this servant unto David. Yes. The king said unto him. The king said unto him. Ziba, Are you not a servant? How is it possible that I asked for someone from the house of a king, and it is Ziba he brought for me? Continue. And he said. Thy servant is he. He said, Yes, so it is true, I am a servant. And the king said, And the king said, Is there not yet any? This is an error, this is foolishness. Folly is being exalted in Israel. How come a servant is representing the king? Is there no prince? Is there not yet any left in the house of Saul? That is what God is asking this morning. The Bible says he looked for a man among them that would stand in the gap so that he will not destroy the land. And he did not find any. Is it that there is nobody left in the house of Saul? Continue. Is there not yet any of the house of Saul 
that I may show the kindness of God unto him. Is there not yet anybody qualified to bear the kindness I want to show? Now we are going to see something in verse 3. There was something Ziba had been doing. Of course, with the approval of the priest that had made him the person that people see when they think of the house of Saul. Now read verse 3. And Ziba said unto the king. And Ziba said unto the king. Jonathan had Oh yes, there is one boy like that. Which is lame on his But you see something, king. He is lame. Not just on one foot. He is lame on both feet. Now I'm asking you a question. Was David looking for footballers? What was the relationship between I want to show favor to somebody and he is lame on his feet? Most times, that is how servants want to introduce you so that they can belittle your position. The devil wants to introduce you by your weaknesses. The devil wants to introduce you by your challenges. I am looking for somebody that will stand in the gap. And the day you finish preparing to come and stand in the gap, the devil says, but have you forgotten that thing you did 10 years ago? How do you think God will listen to you? He is lame on his feet. And so like Mephibosheth, you will go back into hiding and Ziba will continue to rule. a position eh? uh, one big company is advertising eh, what makes me qualify for that I can them with tutu I'm sure there will be other first class people let me go and look for things at my level and eventually a HMDO holder <laughs> will get a position He said he was laid on his feet. We'll continue. And the king said unto him. And the king said unto him. Where is he? I am not looking for someone that is completely whole. Bring him for me. And Ziba said unto the king. And Ziba said unto the king. Behold, he is in the house of Can you see something? He has abandoned the house of Saul. And now he is in the house of Amir, of Micaiah, the son of Amir. He is no longer here in the house of Saul. Because of the fact that he, he knew he knew he was late. He went into hiding in the house of Micaiah. And he has left everything in the house of Saul for me. Sir, are you sure I am not the one you are looking for? But David understood that this was folly. And so continue. Then King David sent and fetched him out. Then King David sent him and bring him out. That is not your place. Continue. And fetched him out of the house of Makai, mm -hmm. the son of Emiel, Lodeba. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, mm -hmm. he fell on his face mm -hmm. and gave reverence. Okay. And David said, 
Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely shew thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And I will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Hold on. Some people were already laughing. I'm sure you have already seen some things that they were reading. The, the man that was supposed to be a prince was the one going around introducing himself as a servant. Whereas the one that was supposed to be a servant was the one attending meetings on behalf of the prince. Uh, what, what's the name of this our vice president now? You, you know he's the one attending all our meetings right now. Praise God. Something had happened to Mephibosheth that suddenly he began to see himself as a servant. And listen, it is not uncommon. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 that a son, are you following me? He just says an heir. So it's not just a son, it's the first son, the prince. Huh? As long as he is a child, as long as he has not attained maturity, he says this one does not differ from a servant, even though he is Lord over all. I'm not sure someone got this. A son, a prince. As long as he is yet to attain maturity, he differed nothing from his servant, irrespective of the fact that he is Lord of all. Now continue verse 8. And he bowed himself and said, That was Mephibosheth. We are going to see where his humility is coming from, yes? What is thy servant? What is your servant? That thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as me. That you should look upon such a dead dog as me. Mephibosheth had come to a point in his life that he had begun to define himself by his disability. Because he was lame, he considered himself useless. I don't want to go, to go into many details. But the Lord started saying that there are such a people as this, even in the house of God. There are elements of lameness that have made you to use your hand and pull yourself out of the agenda of God. Ah, God, I'm not qualified for this one. Let the serious people go forward. And someone is sick in your compound. And they say, Brother, we have been seeing you every day. You wear suit and you go to church. Come now, come and pray. He said, No. Let me check if Pastor Turner is online. <laughs> let's jump because of time. I there is a lot more to say, but... Uh, okay, so let's see verse 9, 10. Yes, please, read that quickly. 
Then the king called to Ziba. Then the king called to Ziba. And said unto, and said unto him, I want to change something. I want to restore. I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all. Now, I don't want to have time to tell you the implication of restoration. Because the Bible says that David restored to Mephibosheth all that was of his father's house. For we to talk about restoration, it means there had been a loss. It had been stolen. Hello? And David did not go far to catch anybody to restore the things Mephibosheth had. He only needed to consider. So who stole the things that belonged to Mephibosheth? He was a servant. And David said, Ah, this thing is folly. It should not be. Therefore, Ziba, I have given back to your master the things that belong to him. Please continue. Thou therefore, you, Ziba, and my son, and your sons, and, my servants, and your servants, shall till the land for him. You shall become, I'm putting you back in your original position. And thou shalt bring in the fruits. And you will bring in the fruits. That my master's son may have food to eat. Hey, that your master's son may have food to eat. But the future people said, Thy master's son shall eat bread always mm. at my table. Drop to verse 12. Yes. had a young son. And we even see that this prince had another prince. Whose name was So there were two princes alive in the house of Saul. Continue. Whose name was Micah? And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba. And because of the resetting, the restoration that has come, God is going to restore someone this morning. Yes. All that dwelt in the house of Ziba. We are servants unto Mephibosheth. Became servants. The natural order was restored. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. So therefore, Mephibosheth remained in Jerusalem. For he did eat continually at the king's table. For he did eat continually at the king's table. And was laid on both feet. And was laid on both feet. This is where this chapter ended. Do you know this sounds like and they live happily ever after story? Right? God has restored everything. Natural order is restored. The prince is back to being a prince. The servant is back to being a servant and serving the prince. But I became concerned when the Bible ended that chapter with this clause and he was slain on both feet. So he was trying to say essentially David was able to restore the position of Mephibosheth but he could not take away the lameness. Now listen. Mephibosheth lost what he lost originally because he knew that he was lame. Are you following me? Yes. A restoration has just happened. This is a miracle service. Miracle and deliverance service. Mephibosheth had just attended and he has received his own miracle. And he has gone home shouting, the Lord has done it for me. The Lord has done it again. He has probably testified to his neighbors, I am back to being a prince. But he was still laying on his feet. And you see, as long as the lameness remains, the effect of the lameness 
only needs some time. It's going to happen again. As long as the lameness remains, the thing that comes with lameness, it's only a matter of time. It will come back. How am I sure of this? And so I decided to follow the story of Ziba and Mephibosheth. And we found them again somewhere further in scripture. Let's jump to 2 Samuel chapter 19. 10 chapters down, we found them again. 2 Samuel chapter 19. And so we see something, verse 17. I want us to read this together. I, I hope we are all together. Verse 17, 3, 2, 1, go. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with David. The king there is David, yes? And who? And who? And who? Once again, we are seeing Ziba confessed. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul. The Bible is reminding us that Ziba is still a servant though. Now, let's continue. And his 15 sons. We knew he had 15 sons before. But see, there is something else that was added. And what? And his 20 servants with him. So once again, we see that Ziba is a servant that has servants. <laughs> once again, we see Ziba back in charge. So this is a case of a servant back to riding a horse, right? Now, maybe it would have not been so bad if by the time we see Mephibosheth, we see that Mephibosheth too had maybe 20,000 servants. And we can say that out of the goodness of Mephibosheth's heart, he had given Ziba 20 servants. So this would now be a case of a king riding a horse and his servant also riding a horse. That one is not foolishness. Hello? Hello? So let's look for Mephibosheth. Let's go, let's go. Where can we find Mephibosheth? Ah, uh, verse 24, let's go. Can we read together like we have life? And Mephibosheth, the son. Now, I like the way the Bible used to introduce them. When he says, and Ziba, he says, the servant. And Mephibosheth, who? The son. Continue. And he came down to meet the king. He has not worn any new clothes. Continue. Nor trim his beard. Even the clothes he's wearing, he has not washed it. From the day the king departed. We are seeing a female shed again. Someone that had just enjoyed testimony some 10 chapters ago. He didn't even have one servant to wash his clothes. He didn't even have one servant to help him shave his beards. The same Mephibosheth that we had just celebrated. Ah, the goodness of God. Say, the Lord that I've done your own, will do my own. <laughs> it was that same Mephibosheth we are seeing. And we realized something. As soon as the king's presence was removed, Ziba went back to being in charge and Mephibosheth went back to being a servant. Mm. Is someone ready to pray this morning? We are going to pray. 
But let's find the reason why. Let's find the reason why. Maybe, maybe a natural disaster has happened. Huh? Maybe we will not blame the civil chef for this. Let's find the reason why. Okay. Verse 25, let's continue. And it came to pass. Are we still together? Let's go, let's go. When he was come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said to him, What is it that made you not to go with me? Seeing as my presence is the only covering you have, why is it that you did not follow me? What is the reason why you went back to this condition? And if you should answer something in verse 26, can we read together? And he answered, My Lord, O King, my servant deceived me. Somebody say, Fully. Fully. Why was this folly able to happen? Let's still find the reason. For your servant's sake, let's continue. Mm -hmm. I will shadow me a donkey that I may ride here and, and go to the king. The reason why this folly could happen, are we seeing the lameness again? He says it is because your servant is lame. You know, God started speaking, he said this morning. The anointing will not just restore you. There is something that must be destroyed so that it will not reset. Amen. Are we ready to pray this morning? I'm not sure you are ready to pray. Please hold on. Don't worry, I'm not pulling my jacket to fight the devil. I don't do that one. I'm not sure. You are ready to pray. He says, my servant deceived me. Not because a servant is supposed to deceive a prince. My servant deceived me. Not because it is natural that a servant should rule over a prince. My servant deceived me because I am late. The message this morning, the prince that was lame. That's the title of the message in case you are give a topic. The prince that was lame. There is something lameness will do to a prince that he will begin to depend on servants for help. But the Bible tells us. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, he says, In that day, in that day, shall his body be taken from off your shoulder. The body of walking, of trekking, and his yoke shall be taken from off your neck. But it doesn't stop there. He says, And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I'll tell you something about the yoke. The yoke is what enables you to pull bodies. Hello? Without the yoke, you cannot carry body. 
But once the yoke is successfully placed around your shoulders, anybody can hit your body. And you know what we do sometimes? When we come to the presence of God and He removes the body, we tie the yoke and go back home. And another day, someone will say, Oh, there is a yoke here, let's connect another body. But he says, when the anointing collides with you, he says the yoke will be taken away and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing this morning is going to help someone to fly. It is an anomaly for a prince to be taken. But there is an anointing this morning that would make someone to mount up on wings like ego. The Bible began to tell us in Isaiah chapter 40, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, he says he's neither weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He gives strength to the weak, and to those that have no might, he increases strength. Huh? He says even the youths shall be weary, and the young ones shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as they go. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, many fall. Oh, many sorry. Oh, The Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he gathered up his lands and he ran before Ahab into the city. That's what the anointing is going to do for someone this morning. The song we are singing says, The hands of the Lord, it makes me run. It makes me fly. The hand of the Lord is upon my life. That's the direction of our prayers this morning. But I'll give you a weak opportunity just in case there's still someone here. You've not submitted under the leadership of this hand. There is something that happens with the stone. He says, whether you run into it or it runs into it, you will be crushed to powder. If the hand of the Lord comes over you and you are not yielded to his hand, it can crush you. I'm being serious this morning because like I told you, the anointing service this morning is a serious one. Just in case there is still someone here, you have not yielded to this hand, you have not submitted to his lordship or you've pulled away from his lordship. I want to give you an opportunity just now in the next few seconds, 10 seconds, if you can reach 10 seconds, please raise your hands. I will pray with you and then we can proceed into the prayers. The hands of the Lord 
And I'm a coward most of the time. Oh, baby, sorry. Oh, oh, do I Rick the Pastor Patata, 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 Rick the
So bring the children for the children of my friends. So the woman are going to do this. You are going to come out. So the ministers are going to be in front. You come out. Don't go to any of the ministers. You will be ministered. You go back to your seat. Don't go to any of the ministers. You will be ministered. You go back to your seat. We're going to start with the children.
you this morning. No, don't try to make me happy. If you are sure, if you are sure that God has trusted you, you are sure you received something from God. You know when it happened. Can I see your hands? Ah, Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Lord, our prayer was that no man will leave this place without a touch. And so not standing on your promise this morning. I decree from this altar for the few people that have said I am yet. Maybe you've thought, oh, la mica one of you, but I didn't raise your hand, you've been troubled with constant stomach ache. There is a stomach ache that has returned. It, has, it happens, it goes, it comes. It goes, it comes. It goes, it comes. Amanda Gabarote Rest of the hand of the Lord is coming upon you right now. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you right now. Oscar. 
Lord, every health challenge, every health challenge,
leader to pray for the leader of Christ. Thank you. 
in morning three, it's like, how do I explain it? Like a mirror. You're able to watch your movement, your steps. But when you come into the house of God, it blinds them. When you're in the presence of God, it blinds them. That's where their control ends. But the problem is that once they give you opportunity to leave, it resumes. Now what we want to do this morning is to break that mirror. We don't just want it to stop when you're in the presence of God. We want to break it even when you're out of here.
alama koba. But then immediately she was still saying it, the choir began to sing. They said, where is darkness? At the sight of light. <laughs> See, we are all connected in this ministration. If you don't realize it, I was, I was trying to, as I was speaking, I wish you heard what I heard. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that will make you know that darkness was fully active. And then you begun to see. You say, where is darkness? At the sight of light. Pastor, what want you do? want to send light to that visit that boy? His name is Favor. We will send light to that visit Favor. And then when light gets there, the light is going to ask that place where are
There's a place God is going to plant you. There's a place God is going to plant you. When He plants you there, when He plants you there, the forces of darkness will be shocked. And you're going to grow very fast. You're going to grow very fast. Shiva Parushki, 
Yes, that is it. Fresh fire. That is it. 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 Fresh fire. That is it. Shalima Pako Patoshke. It's not because of the stomach that God made you come out. There is something he wants to deposit.
what we have done today, you think the kingdom of darkness is happy about it? They didn't want it to even happen. Father, replenish your soul. Refresh you. Renew his strength. Cause him to soar like the eagle. Open up doors for him. Doors for the expression of your power. Doors for the restoration of the glory that you lost. In the name of Jesus.